Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh my gosh. I've got just a bunch of stuff to go over with you today. Really excited. And I have a little confession to make. I'm recording this for the second time. (laughs) So you guys know I write out my solo show, right? I write the show notes out first at a topic that I really wanted to talk about, which is the content repurposing. And so I read out this post and it's funny because initially I I wasn't sure what I was going to call the post and this episode and then this idea came to me and then yesterday I recorded it. I don't know. It was just one of those things. I know myself well enough that I think I'm simply better up till about three o'clock, right? And then anything after three should be more of tasks, not creative thought process requirement because I did a training yesterday morning. And so, and then I had, gosh, did I do the recording? Yeah, I actually did it before I had a call at three o'clock. It was just one of those crazy days, right? And I was, I, when I got done with it, I I just felt, eh, that felt a little rushed. That felt scattered. I think there was one or two times where I kind of paused because I lost my train of thought. So here we are again. And I would much rather make this as cohesive as possible. So let's go ahead and jump in. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I'm going to start with a little update on the personal side, because that's, you know, I you guys are on this journey with me. And I've I got great feedback. The last time I the last solo show was my running a business when life goes sideways. And I think there might be a pretty, I'm kind of debating uh, a pretty personal episode coming out next week or two, I got to process a few things first, but, and it's, and it's all relative to business specifically. Um, I had a call that sort of, was a wake up call this week and I'm going to talk about a little bit of that, but so for starters, let's just jump in with the update on the personal side of things. So uh, many of you guys have, have been following me for a while. And if you've been listening to the podcast or reading the poster, just kind of in my space, right? You know, that the last few months have been a little bit rough. I've had some difficult things going on with my son, which quite frankly makes, you know, shutting down lead surveys after like two months of being live look like just stubbing your toe compared to a car accident. You know what I mean? Sometimes we need those perspectives. Uh, Not that I would wish to have challenges in my life, but there is something about life that shows you, well, this really wasn't that bad, right? And Lord knows I've had enough of those in my life. I'm really ready. I've decided I'm ready to start learning and getting lessons through joy. I don't know about you, right? I mean, life is hard enough. But anyways, so long story short is, you know, things are heading in the right direction. We're almost wrapping up um, what's going on with him. And we will be able to at least be done with appointments and all of the back and forth and things that go along with, I I don't mean to be so cryptic, you guys, but again, this is my 
it's happening in my life, but it's just not my story. And I'm a big proponent of that. And, you know, a little off script here, but I, I would just encourage any parent out there just to keep in mind when you share things on social media, you know, even little kids, there is this place of, you know, it's their life and this stuff is out there and you're sharing it on platforms that you don't own. So just keep all that stuff in the back of your head. You know, would would your child want this out there down the road? So I really, really try to be respectful of both of my kids. And yes, they're older, 21 and, and 17, but it's their lives. And if it's a family photo, you know, holidays, that kind of stuff, I'm good. But I don't, I don't know. Their lives are not mine to share, if that makes sense. Anyway, so we're getting back on track. Things are moving in the right direction. But really, uh, I've just been tired. (laughs) Uh, The biggest thing for me with all of this is just that I'm so grateful my son is feeling better. And, you know, with things getting back on track, you start feeling like, okay, things feel normal. Although I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I wonder what normal is, right? I mean, we see... We see the highlight reel. It's interesting. I think, gosh, you guys, I'm a little philosophical this morning. So warning, Um, you know, but I I think back to when I was a kid and stuff. And this is so I feel like, you know, that back in my day, but when we didn't have access to what was happening in everyone's lives, we were much less judgmental of what was happening in ours. You were, if you were going through something, it was like, this sucks, whatever. And you might talk to people about it, but you didn't have the highlight reel from everyone else's life in your face all the time. And I would just encourage anybody listening to remind yourself that that's what that is. The highlight reel, you know, there are a little side note here. I remember seeing images. um, This was a family that my daughter was friends with their daughter. Um, This was way back in high school, (laughs) way back. She's all of 21. But seeing pictures of this family on a a vacation and pretty perfect family pictures, but literally two weeks before the vacation, the mother had been talking about divorce and was unhappy and all of those things. And so it's, it's a, I don't know, I don't want to say a sad state, but just remind yourself that what we see isn't always what's going on. Moving on, the point is, it can be tricky when you're going through personal stuff in today's day and age. Because when you're in it, you feel like you're in it alone. (laughs) Right. So last week was an interesting week for me. It was particularly rough for a multitude of reasons. And and unfortunately, it had nothing to do with my son. Uh, But I found myself wondering if maybe something deeper was going on. It was one of those weeks, you guys, where I watched more television in that week. And it doesn't matter when you're listening to this. I'm like the Friday after the crappy week, right? So essentially, it's been almost two weeks. But it, I, I, I enjoy binge watching TV. I really do because my brain is on 24-7. And I watch TV at night or like I'll check out on the weekends once in a while. I'm not a huge TV. I never turn the TV on during the day. And I have zero judgment about anyone's television habits, whatever. I don't believe you need to hustle 24 seven and only focus on business. You do you. I almost said boo, but (laughs) you guys, you do you boo. You've heard that saying anyways. Um, you know, so I, but I mean, I, I watched, I literally watched two full shows 
within like three days. I watched Ozark season two, and then I watched Jack Ryan on Amazon. I, it was like three days. I think I got those done. That goes to tell you where my mind was. And for me, it was simply that I, I, I needed to turn my mind off and I didn't want to feed what I was feeling, but in a way it's like I had to feel it. So I was like, well, okay, I can do this. I didn't feel like being productive. It was, it was tough. I would sit at the computer and just stare or cry. And it was like, what is going on? So without going down a complete hole um, and therapy session with you guys, um, I know for myself that I have little things that I do that make me feel better. At the same time, I know that physically doing something always helps me shift my mood, but it was one of those times when I couldn't even make myself do that. So I moved out of that space. Obviously, I had a really good night's sleep and then I was super productive. I just stayed physically busy for an entire day last weekend. It's like, oh, okay. You know, so I always know I'm going to come out of it, but it was just one of those rough weeks. You know what I mean? And so what's helped me most when I go through those places and where I need to check out for one reason or another. And truthfully, you guys, sometimes it's just to leisurely enjoy chilling. You know, I love a, a rainy winter day where I've got the fire going and I can just get lost in the crown or whatever. You know what I mean? You guys are totally getting way more insights into my life than you care about. But I've stopped judging those places and I've accepted that it's simply part of my process. So I used to get into massive judgment about not being productive, especially when there's plenty of work to do and bills to pay and you have things to sell, right? I, I mean, you get yourself coming and going, but all that would do is send me spinning or block the creative flow to produce, right? So now I know that when I give myself this time, I will get back to where I want to be much sooner. And I've had enough experience with this that I don't resist it anymore. As much as my ego tries, uh, I don't go there anymore. So the best thing I can give to myself during these times is to be kind. I find as much pleasure in the simple things as I possibly can. The weather cooling down, it's like I was giddy. I opened the windows last night and the house was like 63 uh, and that's Fahrenheit, depending on where you live. And so I'm like, oh, I don't have to turn the air conditioning on. It's those little things that make me happy. <laughs> Easy to please. I don't know. Pumpkin scented everything. Yes, I'm one of those people. Uh, just hanging out with my dogs, spending time with family, a long coffee date with my bestie, you know, whatever. Those things ground me and remind me to stay present. So just as we start getting into the tail end of this year, remember to be kind to yourself. I'm recording this mid-September of 2018, depending on when you listen to this. No matter where you're at, I, you cannot go wrong with being kind to yourself because the bottom line is the opposite never works. Life will present you with enough challenges and struggles. So that why add to that, right? And lastly, before we move on to the content repurposing part that I really want to get into is, you know, I had this, it wasn't a brutal call. It was the epiphany that came. I had a great call with my therapist this week. It just, you know, she really helps me get back in alignment and focus. She's been with She's been, I've been in her world for like 15 years now and it's, she's kind of a life mentor and it, it sort of helps me course correct, but I came to a real realization about where I have let myself down with my business. So I'm trying to put the pieces together with that. And I don't mean, um, I'm excited for what that's worth, but I'm trying to figure out if there's a way that I can share that with you guys that is beneficial. Um, while at the same time respecting myself and not, I'm not a dump my problems to the world 
Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody would say this is. Anyways, uh, so stay tuned for that maybe. Moving on. All right, so let's get into content repurposing. And this is a little bit of, of content creation as well. And let me tell you where this came from. And, you know, I've, I've got the show notes written out for this. So I might go off script a little bit based on the take two that we're doing today. I've seen a lot of uh, programs coming out or people teaching, you know, create three months worth of content in two days, uh, get 60 days done in two days. And it's, it's not about structure, schedule, automation, whatever. And I'm going to get into why there is some value in that and when, but that's where this has come from. And when I went to Funnel Hacking Live, there was probably a handful of maybe 20 plus speakers that actually taught. Six of one, you know, it would just be great if there was, I would love to see speakers. I don't know if I'll go to Funnel. I doubt I'll go next year, but um, I'd like to see speakers. To me, when I go to an event, I want a tangible takeaway, right? If someone's going to speak, unless I am going to hear something motivational, inspirational, but I think a marketing conference, teach me something. Anyways, Peng June was the number one affiliate for their Expert Secrets book. And he basically explained exactly how he won that contest. He films, this is his content strategy. He films 150 videos in three days. They're all three to five minute videos. And then they take those videos and chop them up 22 ways sideways, right? So basically you're taking a video, you strip the audio, you transcribe it, you take the transcripts, you make a podcast, you make a blog post, you take quote images, you do stories. So basically that's what he's doing, right? And there absolutely is some value in that, but there's a right way to do it. Sorry guys, I'm just enjoying my last coffee. So this has really been on my mind a lot lately, right? And I am going to say, again, this is not necessarily a bad thing, but I would recommend that you proceed with caution. When I decided that I was going to pivot to sort of all things content marketing from the WordPress chick in that space, I really jumped in excitedly like a little kid at Christmas, right? Like I just wanted to consume all the things relative to content. At the same time, I started getting a lot of validation and engagement for my, you know, hashtag everything is content. You guys have to say hashtag simply because you can't see the post, right? (laughs) Or my motto of hashtag just show up. Little side note here, you guys talking in hashtags can be pretty fun when you don't take it too seriously. I started doing this with my best friend and I'd be like, hashtag you're a wiener. (laughs) I know we grown women, but whatever, you know, hashtag stop talking to me, hashtag you're late again, those types, like just being silly, right? It can be pretty fun. I'm not talking about seriously doing it. Anyways, so there's a handful of directions you can go when you start taking your content, quote unquote, seriously, right? The problem with that is you can get overwhelmed ridiculously fast. If you're not creating content at all, or very minimally, you can't jump in with a grand plan of strategy that involves keywords, repurposing multiple platforms and quote unquote, being everywhere. It's just not going to work. You know, it's that whole, I'm a big believer in goals and intention and vision and all that kind of stuff. But if you're making three grand today, uh, three grand a month right now, say three, $5,000 to say, I'm going to make six figures in six months. I'm not saying it's not possible, but my my guess is you wouldn't believe that, right? It's too big of a stretch. So it's the same thing. If you're not creating any content at all, you're gonna it's gonna be more detrimental to set something overwhelming. And I do believe in, you know, aim for the stars, 
as opposed to aiming for the mountain and hitting a rock. Augmandino had a thing like that. Better to aim for the stars and hit an eagle than aim for a hill and hit a rock. You know what I'm horrible analogy, but you guys get the point. But you know, you really want to think about that. And I'm I'm saying this as a fellow human being and a fellow creator. The truth is we all have a life to live as well. So the most important thing is to start doing more and to do it consistently. And the thing is with content guys, when I talk about consistency, this isn't so much that you can't succeed online. I'm not saying you have to publish weekly, you know, to to make something because you look at say Brian Dean of Backlinko. I think he's got like 25 or 30 posts total. He gets millions of visitors. Here's the thing. And this was shout out to Brendan Hufford, who said, you know, but there's a big difference between writing content about linking. He's an SEO guy. He's he is a backlink guy. He knows how to do that. So if someone else took the time to write 25 to 30 posts, they're probably going to have to work a lot harder than Brian Dean, if that makes sense. Okay. But the thing is, I think the benefit of consistency is who you become in the process. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. But not only because you may publish consistently and there may be crap in there, but this idea that you can just whenever you feel like it and it's going to work and only when you're inspired. This was a little bit of the wake up call I had this week, you guys. Sometimes you have to make yourself sit down and do the work right? If, if, if you want to have a business, you do the things that have to be done when they're supposed to be done. And this is not a scolding because this is me talking to myself. All right. Maybe you don't feel like doing this today. Maybe you don't feel like editing a podcast. Guess what? You need to publish it. I've been off track with this ever since I relaunched it. And I'm like, Kim, how bad do you want this? Take this seriously. So that's where I'm coming from with consistency. Yes, it's important for the search engines. Yes, it's important for your audience to see you consistently publishing. But most importantly, who you become by by showing up and doing the work for yourself is priceless, right? So here's my take on that is if you're not creating content at all, pick one thing you, you will do and do it weekly. Do it, you guys, for at least a month. And I don't care if it's an Instagram story. Ideally, it's it's something on your own site first. But if you've, let's say you've got a full-time job and you've got a group or you've got a full-time job and you get some traction um, on Instagram or Pinterest, then make sure you're just doing that for yourself because that stuff starts compounding, right? As an example, you know, I, I don't have to think, it's not a struggle to me to write out a post or to like, it's not hard. I'm just getting in my own way or life has, but I don't have to, I don't have technical barriers when it comes to writing or doing podcasting. Video, eh, a little more only because I want to go get ready. I'm just going to do that probably for the rest of my life. Again, you'll know there's been massive growth when Kim shows up like messy hair or baseball cap and no makeup. But the point is, you know, you have to get these fundamentals down. You have to get your processes in place and you have to practice them. Just do it right. Now, here's the thing that I think most people will struggle with is that you need to then detach from the outcome what it's supposed to look like, or how it's supposed to bring in money, right? The more expectations you put on what you're doing, the more it interferes with the quality of what you're creating. I've said it so many times, but anytime I have done something with the initial expectation that it will bring in X amount of dollars, it failed truly every single time, you guys. I know, I'll just just make this quick offer, or I'll do this, or I'll do that. Never works. And to go, I don't know, little woo, whatever you want to call it. I'm a big believer 
and energy and how we feel. When I feel super good about what I'm doing and I'm detached from what happens, I make sales because my energy, who I am, how I show up, there's no attachment to I have to make money from this. And I will tell you right now, I have to make money from my business. I'm not in a position. I was talking to somebody earlier this week. She's like, well, how do you make money? I'm like, God, that's really dumb. That That's not that obvious. So Kim's got work to do there. Yes, I make money. I've got courses. I do coaching. I have some other income. It's not a ton. I've got affiliate income. But the point is, you still, you know, when you attach that desperate, oh my God, I have to make money to pay my bills. It just doesn't work. I don't know what to tell you. That's uh, Yoda Kim for the day <laughs> telling you this. Um, but the bottom line is, every time I did something that I enjoyed and I felt that my God, it was the right thing to do. And most importantly, followed up with action, it brought in income. This, you know, I, like I said, I believe in energy and all those things, but you have to do the work. Content creation is work, period. How you choose to look at that work or frame what you're doing is up to you, right? So this whole idea of create months worth of content in two days and let it run on on autopilot. Can you do that? Yep, Absolutely. I'm a huge believer in batch creating things, but not months worth of content for the sake of not having to do the work, if that makes sense. So let, let's reframe this a little bit. Like if you're a, a corporation or you're a business, then you hire someone for content, that's their job to do it, right? So let's say you're a coach or you have a a physical I don't know why this popped into my head. I wasn't thinking about barbecue, but let's say you've got a local barbecue place, right? There's a place in town here called Kinder's Meats. Great, great food. So let's say Kinder's is like, well, we we have to run the locations, right? You can go in and, and I think you can buy, yeah, you can buy just cuts of meat. You can go in and get sandwiches. You can go buy food and eat in there, right? So their whole thing is probably like, well, we don't have time to this. Okay, so I get that. In that case, would saying, okay, let's, let's do a bunch of video uh, for a couple days, and then somebody go get it scheduled and run. To me, that makes sense, right? If you could do two days shooting worth of video or audio. And in that case, I mean, you stop to think about it, they could do video on the cuts of meat, the quality of meat, their sandwiches, they could do it tour, like touring the, the restaurant. I don't know if it's a restaurant. It's I guess you would call a deli like at a restaurant. Anyways, uh, customer testimonials. You could get a ton of that stuff done and repurpose it. In that case, that makes sense to me. When you have an online brand and everything you do is online, to me, you know, stuff changes so much. So I, th- I feel like you're robbing yourself of of how do I want to say this? I feel so I don't know, but you're robbing yourself of who you become and what happens in the process of it. And let me try to give you a better example of this, right? First of all, I had, I had reached back um, a couple years back and I'd considered working with a video company. Now what they would do is they would have me fly out to them and they would create an entire, entires, I'm making words up now, an entire year's worth of content via videos for me, right? So I would sit with them for two or three days. They'd record I don't know, 100. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. And it was extremely, it was a big investment, rightly so, a lot of work on their end. But it would basically produce an entire year's worth of videos for me that they would then 
edit, produce, publish on my YouTube channel, optimize. So it would go out once a week, right? So as tempting as it was, nothing about it felt right to me. Now, this is all, mind you, when I was still doing the WordPress chick. And I don't know if I did any talking head video (laughs) under that brand, there might be a live stream towards the end here and there. But I was never in front of the camera. So much of it was screencasting and how to do this and how to do that, right? So I, I don't know, it just didn't feel right to me. And I will clarify that they were totally up and up, super great quality, tons of integrity, nice people, all of that value, and they got results from people. But for me, I simply couldn't see how that would work with what I had been doing, right? So the other thing that I thought about, I was like, well, like you guys today, so it's September of 2018. I can guarantee you that if next week I thought, let's do it. I know that what I would talk about next May is not what I would talk about this September. For And, and you guys, this is super just me, right? That's that how this works for me and my brand and who I am. And like I've got foundation set, it'll always be about content, but things change so much. I've got the physical uh, content planner coming out. Things are going to be really different in my life next year, right? As well as, you know, as soon as my son graduates, we're moving. There's a whole bunch of stuff. My life is going to look very different next spring is my point. So would me creating a video today, I wish I was using video, you guys, because I'm using my hands like no one's business. (laughs) Me recording a video today about something content related would be very generic best way I can describe it. And so I look at that as what happens is I'm creating for me, not for you, right? Content is supposed to to serve your audience, not be convenient for you. Okay. And that's, I don't know, sounds a little harsh, but I think you get my point, right? Personally, I love the idea of a 90 day content plan, right? But the thing is, I do want to create and market throughout those 90 days. Using automation and scheduling tools are absolutely part of that. But guess what? So is patience. (laughs) Why is it not okay to enjoy getting better at your craft? Truly, you guys, you'd be far better off taking two days to create one really good piece of content and then seeing how you can create micro content from that as opposed to creating a large quantity of okay content for mass production and consumption. You guys should look at the blog post for this because <laughs> I'm looking at the gift that I found. Gift Jeff to each his own. Um, but I'm looking at the gift I found of a like a factory production and it's a sped up. So that's how it feels, right? Like what good is any of this if we're not enjoying the journey? And I I know it sounds counterintuitive, but when I slow down and enjoy the process, more shows up. It so does things flow. I have, I feel like I've accomplished more in this year, sold more, produced more, put more out into the world because I love what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the process. I'm creating friendships, relationships, and connections. It, it's, it's a great feeling, right? But at the end of the day, the whole idea of mass producing content, so you don't have to do it for a certain period of time comes down to who you are and how you market Again, I think there's definitely an opportunity for this mass production to be valuable. But my guess is that most people who go this route are simply doing it so they don't have to do it later. And what happens then is if you if you step back 
and you're kind of hands off from the content. Remember, not only does context matter, which I've talked about and I'll touch on, but engagement is key, you guys. We're, we're at this place where the, the market's maturing, which I am going to continue saying, and vanity metrics don't matter if you're not getting results. You know, so I mean, my Instagram followers, I think I've got like 2,500 or something, and I have completely fallen off the Instagram consistency over the last couple of weeks, getting back on, because guess what? I am using a tool called Gram Click, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, I, I might just be gram.click. I apologize. But anyways, it's like Linktree. It's got a couple other cool little features to it. And I, it's like five bucks a month. And it's like, is this worth it? Whatever. Well, actually it is. <laughs> like I went in to the dashboard and I realized, holy moly, I'm getting some serious click-throughs on this. And it's all it's all relative, right? So I don't have 500,000 people following my Instagram. So I don't have thousands of click-throughs. But the point is, it's worth it to me. I was like, all right, well, this five bucks is worth it. And Instagram is driving traffic. Hello, right? So so there's that, right? Um, where was I going with that? I don't totally remember. But uh, the point, oh, I know where I was going with that. So the point being is because I am creating publishing and marketing consistently, I'm paying attention to that stuff. Now, if you have a team that can do all this and they take care of the data and they course correct as you go, have at it. But look at this as part of your marketing. Content is marketing. It's not here and then you do the marketing. Content is marketing, right? So let me tell you because, you know, (laughs) here's the analogy I was giving to you. My analogies today in this episode are probably a little bit on the weak side. So I'm going to apologize in advance for that. But think about it. You're not going to go to the gym and work out intensely for a few days and then be done with it for a month, right? It just, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It's weird, you guys. Like when you, off script, when you think about it, like where did we get so I, impatient or I don't know. It's it's like we've lost sight I don't know why I'm so weird today, you guys, but it's like kind of lost sight of this whole, you know, it's okay to be present and and enjoy the work. Like, that's cool. It's it's not, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's like everything's all about the end result. Anyways, shut up, Kim. Okay. So <clears throat> I actually tried doing this mass production. I have hundreds, if not close to a couple thousand probably now, um, responses to the question that we ask when people join content creators, which is what's your biggest challenge with content? So I've actually stopped recording most of these unless it's something different. But for the most part, everything I'm seeing is relative to a couple things, coming up with ideas, being consistent. Um, there's, you know, there are people that join, like how do they make money with content? You know, so, but for the most part, those are really kind of common questions. So, but anyways, I've got all these questions. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try this mass production thing. I went through and I grabbed the 30 most common questions. I recorded 10 three to five minute videos. So I picked the 10 that I wanted to do. And I did this in one afternoon and I started repurposing them. Bottom line is that it sucked. So (laughs) first of all, I talk fast enough as it is. I was trying to keep these videos sort of bite-sized and under five minutes. So I was cramming everything in. 
obviously you guys know how I talk. I go off script, I go sideways. So all of a sudden it was like Kim having to read a teleprompter and, you know, I wore myself out after doing 10 of these, right? But whatever, I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot. Not to mention, like I went and changed my shirt in between because I don't, I didn't want it to look like I sat and batched this. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like cheating or something. Anyways, so then I thought, okay, like I picked one and I thought, okay, let's go ahead and uh, let's transcribe it. So I transcribed it. I can't tell you that it would have been, I can tell you, um, I was going to say, I can't tell you how annoying it was to try to edit this because of how quickly I talked and the whole flow was, um, it was just wonky. So not only would I not use that audio as a podcast, because this is the format of the podcast, I think I'd like to do some in-between episodes that are shorter with ideas or whatnot. I haven't figured out how that's going to work. It might be on Amazon Alexa. I might go back to Anchor, which I still love, but I've got this. So I was like, well, I'm not actually going to publish this as a podcast, but let's do it as a post. Do you know how long it took me to edit my own transcription? And then because of the way I speak, it required a ton of finessing in addition to editing of the words, right? So I had to completely finesse this. And then it felt super friggin' generic, you guys. It just, the best way I can describe it is that it felt cheap. The fact is I enjoy creating content. And so out of those 10 videos I've shot, I published one post and one video to YouTube. I got a couple comments, but it felt so blah. I I don't know, guys. I, I wish I could explain it a little bit better. It just didn't feel right. As an example, this this podcast that I'm now recording for the second time, I started writing the post out. It took me a couple days to write the post. I had to uh, jump off. I got in this rhythm, which was a bummer, but I had a dentist appointment and then got to follow up with the root canal the next day. But, um, you know, I, I I just enjoyed the the flow. I enjoy, I think, thoughts through, obviously, as I'm writing. I edit. I, I publish it. I, not publish it. I preview it, I think. Does that make sense? Did that flow? You know, so I, I have found a way to really enjoy this process. And so I know that that's how I'll always do things. At the same time, there is so much value from a strategy and some structure, right? And so you might be thinking, that's great, Kim, but I don't enjoy creating content. What should I do? Right? So first of all, you have to find one type of content you do enjoy doing and you need to go all in. Guys, I haven't met anybody who doesn't like at least one written audio or video. Find one you like and enjoy. And if you say you don't like any of them, then you're either going to need to get a job (laughs) or you have to hire somebody that can do this and do it in a way that that really serves you, your business, your brand. And, you know, I don't mean that harshly, but this is how we market today, guys. It's kind of like, you know, back in the day, if you had a business, you would either have to hire somebody that did the advertising for you, right? You have to either learn copy or you hire someone to do that for you. You can't not do it. And I think that's where we're at today with content marketing. Sorry, finishing up the coffee here. So really find something you enjoy and allow that to become something you work on the mastery of, get better at it. And the thing is, you know, I was saying to, I was messaging with my friend, Devender, what's up to you if you're listening uh, this morning on Facebook. And 
you know, one of my goals for 2019 is to bring on some help with the repurposing element of some of this for me, right? So I we did a live stream in content creators earlier this week with Karanda Adair. She is phenomenal. If you haven't watched her stuff, we did this whole uh, live stream on automation and kind of getting some structure and and systems in your business. So I've looked at Trello a handful of times. And I did another live stream, excuse me, with James Rose. That's on my Facebook page. The Kim Doyle. We did that, uh, I don't know, a few, a couple weeks ago. And it was how he uses Trello. So I thought, all right, Kim, you've really, you've got the time. You have the ability to set this up. Let's let's kind of take this seriously, which again, this comes from my therapy call this week. But so I created this Trello board and, you know, I looked at it from the perspective of I'm doing this now so that I can have processes so that I can bring somebody on and say, all right, do this with this. Meaning here's an example. Um, You know, I'm doing a lot of live stream and a lot of training either on my page or through the content creators Facebook group, which if you're not a member, you should be. Um, The thing is, those need to be pulled down off of Facebook. They need to be edited because I set, I use Zoom and I set all my uh, live streams to, to be recorded automatically simply because I have too often forgot to hit the record button. So we're not going to do that, which means after the live stream, it needs to be pulled down, edit out the beginning. Oh, wait for everybody to get on all that. Nobody cares about that stuff. And then sometimes I will talk at the end. Uh, I usually stop the recording at that point, but then maybe having a call to action or, or like an end clip or a title clip those. So I would love to have someone who can go in every time I do a live stream, they pull it off. They maybe put it in Kajabi for the premium members. So it's easier to find, they get it on YouTube, they optimize it. The thing is I have to have these processes in place, right? So I created a Trello board. Maybe I'll include a screenshot of it in this post. Um, And what I have done, this is so off script, you guys. So we're gonna have to edit this post. But so first of all, I created a key (laughs) for myself. So like podcast is blue, marketing is pink, content is orange, whatever, right? Simply until I get these down in my head. And then I have a list for connections. I have a list for projects. I have a list for today. And then I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday is marketing. Tuesday is content. Wednesday is podcasts. Thursday is events and training. Friday is finances. And then within that, each day, I've included what I do within content creators for that day. So you guys, I just started this and I looked at a ton of Trello boards and I know myself that it was like, I I didn't uh, just uh, the week theme would work for me, right? There's some that are like to do urgent team, whatever this simply worked for me. And this is like my private board. So then I can create processes and start doing some process boards. I'm just wrapping my head around this. The point being is I'm scheduling in the stuff that needs to be done, which is content, right? All right. So um, when it comes to everything you're doing, I, I've seen, you know, this whole sort of business in a box on the internet thing. I just, it doesn't work. That's that's my two cents. I really don't think it works. I think we're past those days. I think had you, you know, 2009, maybe you could have been like, we're a this, we're a that. And packaged it all up and just gone and sold it and found found people to do the work. And I guess you could probably do that today, but the competition is greater. You know, I look at a lot of people that do agency work within WordPress and they're they're structuring their businesses differently today in that you 
Most people are looking for more of an agency that can deliver the website they want, but they want to know, can it convert? How are you going to help us with marketing? How can we get results from our site now? You know, at least the the clients that will pay well for the, the work you're doing, right? For these quality programmers and developers and agencies. So a lot of that stuff is pivoting. So doing things that feel canned and produced, eh, it just, it doesn't work anymore. Um, and I always think, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like with all the time people spend looking for shortcuts or solutions or package business, had they spent all of that time doing, learning to do one thing really, really well, it'd be done. You know, it, it reminds me of, I think I've talked about this recently in the last few months, but this idea that you're going to buy a course or hire a mentor, and that's going to be the thing that changes everything for you. And I am speaking from experience because I've done this. So, you know, if you decide, well, I'm going to buy a course on how to run a membership, it could be phenomenal training. You could go through do all the work, but guess what? If you have no audience, if you're not consistently building that tribe of people to sell to, you're screwed, right? Makes sense. It's, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You can come up, I, anybody who's done websites, and I'm, I know there's a lot of you listening who do that. I remember having clients that I can't tell you how long we'd spent on the website and they spent so much time and we all know this, right? On the peripherals, the pretties, all that business cards looked great. Their package offerings were great. But in the meantime, six months later, you go back and it's like, what are you doing? You're, you're just going to events and talking to people. Do you have any clients? Are you selling anything? Are you putting your stuff out to the world? Right. And I don't know. It's kind of like I always think about when you see those crazy stories about criminals. And it's like, God, with that mind, had you put that mind to use, and we're talking, you know, not the dumb criminals, but I don't know. Is, is there such a thing as a smart criminal? But you know what I'm talking about. They come up with this, or hackers. It's like, dang, put that to use where you can make good money and not risk going to prison for life. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, content, can you hire it out? Absolutely. But you do need a voice, you do need a vision, all of those things. And it's okay to not be good at it. And it's okay to repurpose things. Some of it's going to work great, some of it's not. I'm getting back into my daily email. It was a discipline that I felt really good about. I got great results from, I got off track. It's never something I will outsource. For me, I will never outsource the initial creation because I'm the brand. I'm the voice, right? Now with our planner, it's content creators planner, by the way. And I will put a link in if you want to get early notification. The um, Kickstarter will be in October and it'll be shipping this year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, And I'm very excited. I'll probably have a whole episode coming out on that because it is strictly for you know, brainstorming, mapping out campaigns, funnels, scheduling it in, sharing all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's all there. But anyways, the um, when it comes to that, we might hire on creators, right? I mean, there's no way I can keep that up. At the same time, it will serve as a great, um, it's one of those things that the customers can submit content, pictures of their their plans, their spreads, whatever you want to call them but they can submit pictures. We'll do case studies, that kind of stuff. So that will be something easier because it's not Kim Doyle, the brand. So anything that's mine is my voice. I hope some of this is cohesive. (laughs) I'm not running in 52 circles. Um, 
But long story short, don't outsource your content to someone who isn't a part of your team or part of your long-term vision for your brand. When it comes to repurposing, think context, what you publish where. So I don't want, if I were to go look at, like I I tend to look more at Instagram stories in the feed at this point, but you're not going to see me looking, if somebody has stories and they're only ads or they're only, um, there's, there's no personal, personal, I don't want to watch it. That's what I like stories for. I think it's really fun to kind of get that behind the scenes stuff, right? So think about context. Why is somebody, what type of content do people want to see here, right? Like, have you guys seen YouTube? You can now kind of do posts on, I think they rolled this out earlier this year, but it's weird. Like if I'm looking at YouTube on my phone and I'll see some of the channels I subscribe to and something comes up and I'm like, what is this? Like there's text from somebody and there's an image, but it's not a video. It kind of throws me for a loop. Like I don't go to YouTube for written content. So think about content, not saying it doesn't work. YouTube's a search engine. I have zero knowledge on that whole thing. (laughs) So take that with a grain of salt. But context is really important. Why do people, like why do people open my emails? I sent out an email yesterday. And the subject line was a harsh look in the mirror. And this was based on this call I had with my therapist this week. And the hard look that I took with myself, and I think I'm going to publish that email as a post. But it was really, um, let me see if I can pull this up, you guys, just because we're here. Um, Just to give you kind of an an idea. And this was me holding myself accountable for for lack of a better word. Um, Where'd it go? Hold on one sec. Just because it's, it's, oh, I know. Uh, because I got a, con- a few responses from people on this, right? And how it it struck a nerve with people. So this was, it was just one of those things that made me, I had this realization about myself and my entrepreneurial journey. And it was just a wake up call. It was one of those moments where you see yourself and you say, how bad do you want this? Right? Meaning, are you willing to do, do what needs to be done? This is from the email directly, guys. Even if you're uncomfortable, you have to own where you've dropped the ball. You have to focus on things you don't enjoy so you can do more of what you do enjoy. You have to start treating your schedule like your life depends on it, unless you want someone else to control your schedule. You're willing to say no to things so you can say yes to you. And that means no to to chatting on Facebook. I mean, it's it's stupid, you guys. I, I'll have my routines that I do and and I get work done. So I'm not like, you know, bringing the hammer down completely on myself. But you know, it's you, you have to say no to things if they're not helping you. Is this getting me closer to my end goal? Because for a lot of people listening, the end goal is uh, income to have the life and the freedom to be with people I care about kind of, you know, and yes, we all have thing goals, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. You know, it's, if you don't say no to certain things, you're not gonna be able to say yes to other things. We've seen that. And then of course, lastly, are you willing to admit that you've probably placed way too much emphasis on what other people think? My primary drive for what I do has always been freedom. But the thing is, I painted this picture of freedom that didn't serve me. It became a crutch. It's like there's this pissy little kid in me that goes into resistance and bucks this. I have to do things, even though I know the things that I have to do are going to get me closer to my goals, right? So um, (laughs) that is that was sort of where all of that came from this week. And it ties into this stuff like, I didn't really want to re-record this today, but I just knew the value in this hopefully is for you guys. I love doing it. But if it doesn't create a connection with my audience, if it doesn't 
resonate with someone, help them, whatever, right? I have, I have got this framework uh, that I'm doing about content specifically. And um, what I'm looking at is because I, I look at all of everything I create, produce, publish, and how I show up online. I have one primary goal. I want people to feel better for it. Meaning I want you to either learn something. I want you to be entertained. I want something to resonate with you, touch you in a way that says, I get it. I'm not alone, right? I want my content, my presence on the web to make people feel better, period, you guys. And so can I, and maybe it's altruistic. I don't know, but I, that's how I can make the world a better place, right? It's who I am. It's part of my innate being, (laughs) whatever. So that's like this framework that translates for my content. So you guys, there have been posts that I've written. I'm like, I'm not going to publish this. This doesn't feel good. And I've learned that enough about myself. It's kind of like writing a nasty email that you just write to get it out of your body. um, But you never send it, right? Because you also know, I'm probably not in an objective frame of mind, right? It was like, the nonsense that, that I engaged in with the political post a couple of weeks, I felt toxic. You guys, three times in 10 years do I engage in that stuff. And I felt like crap every time. I know better. So anyways, this is this has been a little preachy today. So I apologize. But I want to talk briefly about content marketing, you guys. This is something that I have scheduled on my Trello board. Um, I literally, so I was telling you, you know, like Monday is marketing, Tuesday is content. So looking at that and really saying to yourself, okay, when do I schedule these in? And what's the end goal of this content, right? Which is kind of where one of the pages that we have in the planner coming out is like, what's the end goal? So I have just a couple things that I'm working on. I have Creators Nation, which I've done some training on. You'll hear more about that in another episode. And we've got the Content Creators Planner and coaching, right? So with anything that I create, where's the value for the audience? How am I leaving them? Am I teaching them something? Are they connecting with me? Was this something fun to share? And you guys, when I talk content, I don't, I'm not referring necessarily to everything being a written post or a video or, or an audio or something right on your site. It could be a meme you share. It could be an article of someone else's that you share. So think about that because every time you share someone else's content, this is funny as I've seen a lot of quote unquote old school marketers for lack of a better explanation, do this a lot. All you ever do is see them talking about themselves. Those days are over. Like to me, you become more of the trusted expert, the trusted authority when you're willing to share something that someone else has done because there's value for people in your audience, period. End of story, affiliate link or not, it doesn't matter. This is something of value that you can share with your audience. I shared an email that Ben Settle, um, who I just think is hysterical, uh, but I love his writing and I like I like his business concept. It's very simple. But he was talking about quote unquote internet marketing gurus and there was so much value in there. So what did I do is I emailed him. I've interviewed him uh, a couple times and I've re- recommended him to be interviewed on other shows. So I said, hey, Ben, I love this email. Could I share this in my Facebook group? And he said, absolutely. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, it's not a huge group. It's like 2,300. He goes, I don't care if it's 23 people. I appreciate it. So that was classy, right? But I I wanted it to resonate with people because I wanted, I just felt like it would be of value. So that's my point. That is also content marketing, sharing other people's things that people start getting a feel, you become that trusted person. And it's amazing what that will do for your business in terms of relationships, in terms of content marketing. Like everybody knows, I love 
my tools and plugins and all that kind of stuff. I, I probably talk about them less. It doesn't mean I don't use them less because I want to make sure where's the value in this for somebody. Here's a quick fun story as we kind of wind down this uh, with content marketing is I had, I want to say this was probably six years ago. There was a tool out for Pinterest called Pinnerly. And I was really into Pinterest, you guys, when it first came out. And you know that I've gotten back into it. Still haven't really dialed in a good structure for making that happen. But it's also driving traffic, FYI. Um, But so I I came across this app called Pinnerly. And it was like the world's, oh my gosh, that sounded funny. It It was like, no, it actually was the world's first Pinterest dashboard with analytics. And then they pivoted and brought in um, an ad platform for Pinterest. Well, unfortunately, Pinterest then <laughs> brought both of those out, right? So it kind of hurt their business model. But I loved it. And I am a little bit of a geek with, I like PDFs that show step by step how things are done. Of course, I like videos and posts as well. But there's something about not having to go to a post when you see, oh, wait, where was where was that thing that showed me exactly how to do this, right? It's nice to be able to reference it. Anyways, I made a, a PDF on how to use Pinterly and a blog post. That was it. I, I shared it with a guy. I, I think I maybe I probably didn't even share it. I was really bad about that, but I linked to them. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and they were in the barrier. We hopped on a call, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, six years later, I get this email on Sunday from one of the guys of Pinterly. His name is Vlad. And he sent me this email like, hey, it's Vlad from Pinterly. We have a new tool. I'm like, huh. And it's all about stories. And holy moly, you guys, my mind was blown away. I got this huge demo yesterday. We're going to do a live stream in the group because of the emphasis on where stories are going. But the point is, I want to just pivot a little bit and tell you what I've done with this from a content marketing perspective. So a couple things is, one, it makes me go, okay, Kim, get back. Let's time. You've been sort of AWOL from... Instagram for a couple of weeks. Let's get back on a schedule, which is part of my whole Trello board. Excuse me. And so he showed me this and I thought, okay, so I kind of teased in an email before earlier this week that I had this email out of the blue and the subject line was, of course, I remembered him. And this was talking about my, well, not mine, but I mean, the element of relationships and connections, right? And what, and everything we do, it's kind of really is at the core of everything. And so I sent an email out and then I published that email as a post and it was, gosh, I think that was maybe to drive people to training I did Thursday. I apologize. I don't remember, but now I can do an update. And so we're going to do a live stream. So all of a sudden I have all this content. See, and this, this kind of circles back to had I had all this stuff scheduled out. And again, I'm not saying I don't have things scheduled and being published that I've created, but this is the fun stuff that keeps me excited that I like to do. I'm doing another live stream in the group on Monday on a new summit platform to run a virtual summit. So all of these things, you guys, there's value in it. And my intention is always, how can I share this? Whether it's a free or paid tool, it doesn't make a difference to me. I don't care if there's an affiliate program or not. If it's something that I think is a value, I want to share it and I can create content for it. How does it all tie in? Everything I do is content, right? Everything is content. But meaning because I talk about content marketing, If I can find a tool or find something that helps my audience to create content consistently, makes it easier, you know, if if they love doing this, this or this. So that that's kind of the whole premise, but everything is marketing. So you want to think that no matter what you're doing with your content, it is part of the marketing plan. So anything you create 
isn't something that you're creating just for the search engines to find. It's how you're marketing your business, right? I got really preachy today, you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but I think it was probably better that I, I re-recorded yesterday. I was a little bit spacey. Um, so on that note, I'm going to sign off. But a couple things for you guys. So one, if you are not a member of Content Creators, it, I believe you can go to creatorsfbgroup.com uh, or just search Content Creators Group on Facebook. We're in there. I am doing a lot of live streaming. Creators Nation is uh, a new membership coming out. I've done a couple trainings on that. And we've got some really cool exclusive things coming as well as the Content Creators Planner. So I, I'm trying to think with Content Creators Planner. We have the domain and the site up. I, I, I will get the opt-in on that um, ASAP landing page for early notification. Otherwise, you can go to kimdoyle.com forward slash Content Creators Planner. Wordy, I know. Bear with me. But I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and we are sharing some of that progress as we go. We should have the PDF. I should have the PDFs ready within a week or two. So anyways, I'm, I'm a little bit rambly. It's Friday. Happy weekend to everybody. And obviously you may not be listening to this on a weekend. So have a fabulous rest of your day, whether it's, you know, 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. I love you guys tons. If you've not left a review in iTunes, it would mean the world to me. It, it just would. <laughs> they make my day. What can I say? Um, that little kid still likes the validation. So you guys are awesome. Have a great rest of your day and I will catch you next time. <laughs>